What's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the inaugural week where we're doing more than one episode of Pass the Rock. This is your starter sit, mentor bench episode. We're excited to be here. I want to wish Jesse Happy New Year, both for Rosh Hashanah and for the NFL season, which starts tonight. Jesse, how's it going? Thanks, Brian. Happy New Year to you as well, both the football and the Jewish New Year tonight. We got Cowboys, Buccaneers to kick the season off. You know that we're not super confident in playing guys in the Thursday slate, but might have to this year. A lot of big names in the game tonight. Yeah, and this is probably the only Thursday slate that I am, you know, kind of open to playing somebody because they didn't play last week, right? Especially this year when they skipped the whole last week of, of the preseason. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to tonight. I think it's going to be a buck slaughter, but we'll see what happens. Let's talk about Mentor Bench. So that's our way to say, to say start or sit. We have a lot of questions that came in from our community that we're going to answer today. We have some real life dilemmas that you and I are facing, but let's start with a little strategy. So looking at your flex spot, that's usually the, the piece where people are trying to figure out what do I do with this? In a lot of leagues, you can play running backs, you can play wide receivers, and you can play tight ends. Do you ever play a tight end at your flex spot? What would have to happen for that to, to work for you? That would have to be a situation where I really don't feel confident at all in my bench receivers. I feel like it'll almost never happen just because of the receiver depth, especially this year more than ever. There are tons of good backup receivers. The only situation I could see myself flexing a tight end is if, let's say, I had Travis Kelsey and then picked up Darren Waller the year that he like started to break out. So that's a situation where you could flex two tight ends, but there's just... There's not even two good tight ends really in in fantasy football, you know, outside of the top two guys. So I can't see any like, and it's almost impossible to be getting Kelsey Kittle and Waller, like two of those three in any given draft. Yeah, no, it's, I don't even carry two tight ends if I can help it. And the only way that I would, would be that I would start a tight end in my flex spot is if I'm in like a 16 player league and some tight end was available to me that I could, make a start out of there's got to be a running back or a wide receiver uh, in a you know better ranked position than whoever your second tight end is. What determines how you kind of decide running back versus wide receiver? Does it really matter what their position is? Or do you look at other things to, to figure out who to play? It's very dependent on the league. If you're in a half PPR, zero PPR, you would definitely be more inclined to play a running back. But in the full PPR formats, I think like receivers almost always dominate the flex spot unless, you know, you drafted three really good running backs. Like if you ended up with, you know, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson and David Montgomery, you might want to flex David Montgomery one week. But mm-hmm. it's it's you're almost always going to be leaning receiver, especially because there's just way more of them. There's a lot. It's a lot harder to get a good number of good running backs that you're going to be starting three every single week. So you're almost always going to go receiver, especially in full PPR formats. Yeah, because even if you have a pass catching running back, you're probably starting them in one of their top two in one of your running back slots as it is. And so you are going to lean wide receiver. I think it has a lot to do with matchup, obviously, as well. And everybody's going to look at that uh, for every position for their for their starting spot. So so let's get to it. Let's start with the running backs. Okay, we had our first question that came in was Daryl Henderson of the Rams, Miles Gaskin of the Dolphins, and Kareem Hunt of the Browns. Which one of those guys do you like this week to, to start for your team? Who's the bench? Ooh, this is a tough one. I mean, these are all three guys who are in somewhat of a committee. You got Henderson now with Sony Michelle uh, on the Rams. You got Miles Gaskin with a, a couple of guys uh, on the Dolphins, and then Kareem Hunt alongside Nick Chubb against 
the reigning AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. going to be a tough one here. I say I'm leaning Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think that he's a great like dual threat pass catching uh, as well. I think that Nick Chubb is going to have his work cut out for him and that they're going to really try to work in Kareem Hunt this week uh, in their offense. I mean, revenge game against his former team, the Kansas City Chiefs. So give me Kareem Hunt with this one. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how many we agree on. Uh, for this one, I'm going Hunt as well. The reason is I just think that that Browns-Chiefs game is going to be super high scoring and everybody that's a part of it is going to do pretty well. They have come out and said that Gaskin is going to be the bell cow for um, for the Dolphins. It'll be interesting to see if that actually happens in real life or is that just something they're going to say to make Bill Belichick think a little bit more about it. Uh, Daryl Henderson I'm staying away from. You know, uh, they saw, they traded for Sony Michelle. I'm not going to, not to say I'm never going to play him, but in this three, I'm going Hunt. I just love that game. I think it's going to be a 35-30 type score. Well, so let's moving move on. on. Oh, yeah, let's move on. We have our next question, which I'll take first. Um, we have Gus Edwards, uh, Miles Sanders, or, um, or Montgomery from Chicago. So... Uh, Edwards starting off going against the Raiders, uh, Sanders going against the Falcons and Montgomery going against the Rams defense. I really want no part of Montgomery in this scenario because that Rams defense is going to be gruesome. I didn't love what David Montgomery did, uh, last year. I do like what they've been saying all off season, but I can't trust him yet. So it comes down to Sanders and Edwards. I just think that the Baltimore offensive coordinator Loves the idea of running back by committee. So in week one, I'm going to go Sanders on this one. I also think the the Falcons-Eagles game is going to be very high scoring. So I think there's a lot of uh, potential there for Sanders. I'm not going to trust Edwards as that 20 carry back until Baltimore proves to me that that's who he is. So give me Sanders in this one. I like that pick, but I'm going to go Gus Edwards among these three. The Ravens love to run the ball, and he's the number one guy there. I know that they just got Le'Veon Bell, but... It's unlikely that he's going to suit up for week one. So Gus Edwards all the way. There's no way he's not getting the red zone touches. I mean, outside of Lamar Jackson, uh, Justice Hill, unfortunately, tore his ACL last week uh, as well. They, the Ravens can't seem to catch a break. So it really seems like Gus Edwards' job to lose at this point. And I'm going with him all the way. I think that they're going to run all over the Raiders defense. And Gus Edwards is going to be that guy. Good deal. Good deal. Last running back question. We have Mike Davis. Clyde Edwards-Elair and Raheem Mostert, which way are you leaning there? Ooh, this is a tough one. I, I like Mike Davis in this situation because of the Eagles and Falcons game looking so appealing. But I'm actually going to go in a direction I don't normally go with these and go Raheem Mostert uh, on the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing the Lions this week. The Lions are likely going to be the among the worst teams in the in the league and definitely the worst in the NFC this year. So I think that they're going to run all over the lines. And I know Raheem Mostert is going to break at least a 40, 50 yard run and uh, get the floodgates open. He's definitely going to get a lot, a lot of yards. He's going to show off that superstar speed. Every time I hear you say this is an interesting question, I feel like it's because you wrote it in as something you're dealing with in your own league. But we'll get to that later. Um, I'm, I'm actually shocked you at Mostert. Mostert, the other day on Pastor Rock, I mentioned he's a guy that I'm kind of fading this week because I think there's just too many running backs in San Francisco. I do think they're all going to be somewhat successful, but not give you that high uh, ceiling. So I'm going to go CEH here. I'm just going to lean on the the Browns and Chiefs being this high-scoring game, and I think he's going to be a huge part of it. He was super successful 
until he got injured last year. And I think he's going to continue that. It's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. So if you're in PPR, that's going to help you. Mike Davis, I can't get behind, not just because he's an Atlanta Falcon, but he's got to show to me, you know, he had a good season last year, um, you know, taking the helm for the Panthers. But um, I just I need to see more success there before I can trust him. Plus, they just signed Wayne Gallman. It'll be interesting to see how the Falcons use him. So uh, so give me uh, Clyde Edwards Elayer and we'll move on. We only agreed on one of them. Good so far. Uh, wide receivers. The first question up. Uh, Adam Thielen, uh, Tyler Lockett, or Brandon Ayuk? I'm going to take this one first. So um, it's a real interesting piece. Ayuk is somebody that super talented. What a great athlete. And I can't trust him until I figure out what's going on with the quarterback position for the 49ers. Uh, Adam Thielen had an unbelievable season, but very touchdown dependent last year. So interesting to see what happens this year. Does he I don't know that there's any way he can keep up the touchdown. So uh, I'm going to take Tyler Lockett. It's a tough matchup against the Colts, but I like the idea of, of him getting the secondary coverage. And um, so I'm going to I'm going to give it to Lockett in this one. That's a good pick, Brian, but I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. Uh, they're facing the Bengals this week. The Bengals were terrible last year. I know that their secondary is one of the bright spots of their team, but I got Adam Thielen all day. Him and Justin Jefferson, I feel like, are going to go to town uh, on the Cincinnati Bengals. I like him better than Ayuk in this situation, and I like him better than Lockett. So give me Adam Thielen. Nice, nice. A couple of good uh, options there. This might be my favorite question we have for today. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Chase Claypool, or Robbie Anderson, which way are you leaning there? I am so confident in Robbie Anderson this week. Robbie Anderson, Sam Darnold, you know, his old quarterback, and to top it all off, they're facing their former team, the New York Jets. They're going to run all over this team. The New York Jets, by the way, absolutely terrible secondary. You remember what happened with Henry Ruggs last year catching a Hail Mary at the end of a game where he shouldn't have been even open. I think Robbie Anderson going to go for a long touchdown in this game and going to just feast as I think, like I said, he's going to be the RB1 in, uh, in Carolina, even though he is a wide receiver. Yeah, no, look, this is a tough one. I'm not going to lean and go every time with Chiefs and Brown. So, I, and I don't know what to expect out of Odell Beckham. So I don't think I can lean that way. Chase Claypool in a very crowded wide receiver room. Um, also a tough matchup against Buffalo. So I like Claypool to be the best receiver in Pittsburgh for this season. I don't like him to be uh, the best of these three receivers this, this week. So I agree with you. The Robbie Anderson, Sam Darnold, hate game against the Jets. I, I mean, they could like really want to to roll this score up. And, and I think they will. You know, the Jets starting a rookie quarterback. Um, Sam Darnold, if, if you could say it, has a little more experience in this game. And I think he wants to come out on top as the Panthers quarterback and really show why they traded for him. So I think Robbie Anderson has a great game and he wins this matchup. But a great question submitted to us. Um, next, wide receivers still. We have Landry from the Browns. We have Gage from the Falcons and Shepard from the Giants. So I'm going to take this one first. This is really, you know, this is kind of a deep league question, you know, really getting to the bottom of the barrel here. I know who you're going to pick, and I'm going to pick the same person, and I'm going to go with Russell Gage in Atlanta. Um, I just I just love that matchup, and I love the idea of him being, you know, kind of slotting into that secondary receiver role in Atlanta. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is going to take a little bit to get up to speed. Not that he's not a great athlete, but they're going to kind of work ways to get him open and figure out what he's going to be. And I think Russell Gage is going to end up in the slot a lot. 
but he's going to have a lot of success against the Eagles in a high-scoring matchup. Give me Russell Gage. Well, you took the words out of my mouth, but uh, Russell Gage is a great option. I'm actually going to lean a different direction just for the sake of it. I'm going to say uh, Jarvis Landry in this game. Uh, I like what he did last year in the playoffs uh, a lot. He was playing really, really well. I know that Odell Beckham back in the mix kind of mixes things up, but Odell Beckham is probably going to be drawing the top coverage on the other side of the field, and that's going to leave a lot, a lot of room for Jarvis Landry. He was Baker Mayfield's safety blanket last year, so... I could definitely see him getting a lot of yards and some slants, some crossers. He's got amazing hands, amazing footwork. So I love Jarvis Landry this week. Yep, yep. Great job, great job. Let's move on to a couple of flex questions. So these are going to include running backs and receivers. What do you do? Who do you start? Okay, so um, who are you going to mench or bench out of this flex group? We have DeAndre Swift against the 49ers, DJ Chark against the Houston Texans, and um, Deontay Johnson against the Bills. So a couple of really all, well, let me just say this. One player of these three has a very kind of an, a lot easier matchup defensive-wise, and that's DJ Chark. I think that's where I'm leaning. I don't love the Jaguars receivers going with a rookie quarterback, um, although I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be exceptional. And if there's going to be a week that he can do it, it's going to be this week. The, um, the Saints just uh, traded for the top cornerback from the Texans, Roby. So that's another issue to think about when it comes to, you know, who the Texans are going to roll out there and what kind of defense. But I think this is a pretty easy one, and I'm going with DJ Chark. I do not like DJ Chark at all this year. I want to go Deontay Johnson on this one. He was getting double-digit targets in almost every game he played with Ben Roethlisberger last year. If he stays healthy, I still see him being the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I know that Chase Claypool Uh, is on the rise, and they still have Juju. But Deontay Johnson was by far the most consistent guy last year in full PPR, getting 17 to 20 points almost every single week. So I'm going to look for that to continue. I know he had a bit of a case of the drops last year, but I think he's passed it, and Big Ben has confidence in him. They have an established rapport, so give me Deontay Johnson. Great, great. We'll see how that plays out. Our next flex question, Cooper Cup. Hunt or Corey Davis. So you got two wide receivers and a running back. What's your where? Which way are you leaning on these three? I'm definitely leaning Corey Davis in this one. I like Cooper Cup for sure. I think that the Rams are a great team, but Chicago's got a nice secondary. And Corey Davis, wide receiver one now in New York, uh, was doing a lot last year when AJ Brown was out. And as the clear cut wide receiver one, also Jamison Crowder's not playing. You know how hot I am on Corey Davis this year. Uh, he's a great late-round steal. If you can get him you know, around the 100th pick, I've been getting him in a lot of my drafts, and I think he's definitely got top 100 value. So give me Corey Davis. It's interesting. I like Corey Davis a lot. I'm getting him late in a lot of drafts, but I, I worry. I want to see it happen on the field as well. Um, I've already said how I love uh, Hunt this week, but I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Los Angeles. Obviously, the new quarterback with – um, Matt Stafford, and I just love what, you know, those receivers kind of took a little bit of a downturn last year, but I think they're coming back this year. I love them against Chicago. I think this is going to be the blowout of the weekend. And um, so if, if Cup can get some catches early, I think he can have a big week. And I love him out of these three just because I think he gets, you know, probably six or seven catches. So in PPR, that's huge, plus a touchdown, maybe 80 yards. I think he's the clear-cut winner of these three. Um, now let's go to the tight end position. So obviously if you're like Jesse and you drafted 
uh, one of the top tight ends every single draft, you don't have to worry about what your tight end situation is going to be. If you're like me and you only draft one tight end, you don't have to worry about any sort of, uh, you know, mentor bench for tight ends. But there's a lot of people out there that have two and maybe waited a little bit before they drafted. So who are you taking out of Pitts, Tunyon, and uh, Thomas from, from the Washington football team? Well, like you said, Brian, this isn't usually a struggle for me because I just draft Darren Waller in every single league. However, uh, out of these three, I am no question going Logan Thomas. Curtis Samuel is not going to be playing week one, and they they got a tough matchup this week uh, with the Chargers. So I like I like Logan Thomas a lot to get a lot of targets here. We know Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to throw to his tight ends. So I think behind Terry McLaurin, he's the clear number two option there, uh, and I think he's going to get a lot of looks. I think he has a pretty safe floor like at least five receptions, 50 yards type, like 10 points, like very, very safe floor. So I would go Logan Thomas here. Yeah, I think he has a safe floor as well. Uh, I think Pitts does okay, but, uh, you know, his first game in the NFL, I think he's probably like a four catch, 40 yard kind of guy, maybe a touchdown if if they uh, can throw to him at the goal line. But I'm going to sadly go with Robert Tunyon here. He's going against the Saints defense, which I think is going to be, um, just as good as they were last year after week one. Uh, they need a little help in the secondary. There's a few players out uh, week one. And so I love Robert Tunyon. I love the idea that, you know, he's really the their second receiver, um, you know, right now because there's a lot of things going on. Marquez Valdez-Scandlin coming back. But I think I think Tunyon, they, he proved to Aaron Rodgers last year that he can be counted on. So of this three, I'm going to start Tunyon. If you have two of these three tight ends, I suggest you trade one of them because somebody has a really terrible tight end that you can probably make a deal. Um, you know, as as Jesse pointed out when we did our draft, Mike Gasicki, who is my tight end in our in our league, is maybe an option there. But um, let's move on. So each of us have a big dilemma we're facing. We're in several leagues, and you can never be sure about what's going on at the flex spot. So Jesse. Give me your uh, your two that you're struggling on, and, and I'll give you an answer, and then we'll do the same for me. Well, I got the Davis dilemma right now. I got Corey Davis in one hand and Mike Davis in another. I think that they're both solid options, like I've been talking through this whole show. Corey Davis, clear-cut number one uh, on the Jets, but also Mike Davis, clear-cut RB1 uh, on the Falcons. And this might not just be for this week, but in terms of long-term, who's going to be starting on my team Uh Again, it's full PPR league, but which ones are more valuable? I also have the same problem in half PPR leagues. Yeah, I think I think there's two running backs that I'm fading big time in week one, and Mike Davis is one of them, and DeAndre Swift is the other. Just two matchups that I don't like. I don't like Mike Davis because he's not really a pass catcher, and I think I think this game with the Eagles and the Falcons is going to be up and down the field, and I just don't think he's going to have the opportunity to get a bunch of rushes. So in this scenario, I think I'm going Corey Davis and just, you know, hoping that the Jets are going to be behind, which I think they will uh, against the Panthers, and they can toss the ball around a little bit. Corey Davis scores it up uh, maybe a little bit in garbage time. So um, my dilemma at the flex, Tyler Boyd is such a hard wide receiver to figure out where he fits. He's generally not going to be one of your top – uh, two or three wide receivers doesn't mean he can't produce like that. But I have him, I have Hunt, and I have Claypool. I have Hunt pretty much in every league and just trying to figure out if there's any spots I should uh, you know, not start him. This is in a half PPR league, just so you know. So Boyd, Hunt, or Claypool. Half PPR, okay. 
Um, in this situation, I'm I'm leaning Chase Claypool. Uh, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Tyler Boyd this season. I think that T Higgins is great, uh, and I think that with Jamar Chase as well, it's going to be pretty crowded. Uh, I'm not sure if I like Kareem Hunt just just yet. Uh, it's you know it's the first week, half PPR, uh, and they're going against the Kansas City Chiefs. So give me Chase Claypool in this situation. I think that he's very like a big a big threat uh, in the red zone. He's he's huge, you know, Mapletron. So I like Chase Claypool out of these three. Uh, but you know, half PPR if for some reason Nick Chubb stops playing, Kareem Hunt all the way. Absolutely, that would be that would be interesting in Week One. It, it did happen for a few weeks last year. Um, Claypool's an interesting pick this week, also against the Bills. The Bills have to decide what wide receivers are going to go and, and try to to double or to, to shut down. Um, and for a while last year, he was untouchable, just so successful every single week. But then that kind of died off. So it'd be interesting to see how the Steelers come out, especially now that they have Ben Roethlisberger as opposed to last year when there was backups by committee. But Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. This was our Mentor Bench episode. If you want to send us your questions next week that we can answer on Mentor Bench, we're going to do uh, our episodes every Thursday. Next week, we're actually doing it on Wednesday, um, but throughout the rest of the season, it'll be on Thursday. It'll be part of our podcast feed, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just look for Pass the Rock, and you can check this out every week. Subscribe. That way, it automatically goes to your phone right away. You can download it and listen to it on your way to school, way to work, whatever it is. So thanks, Jesse. Enjoy tonight. And uh, again, Happy New Year. Yeah, the next time we talk, we'll have a full weekend of football under our belts. That's right. It's awesome. Best time of the year for sure.